Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Courtside Podcast, an NBA podcast. This episode is brought to you by YouTube channels Highway Temptation and Captain Barbo. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Courtside Podcast. And this will be another playoff review episode for the Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks. As the Miami Heat win the first round matchup between these two teams in five games out of a best of seven game series. As they take game five in Miami, 97 to 94 last night. And we actually look back to that game, that game five played at FTX Arena. Victor Oladipo having the best game he's had so far in this series as he ended up scoring and leading the Miami Heat team in points with 23 points there. Shooting about 50% from the field, followed by Bam and Obai with a double-double of 20 points and 11 rebounds. Who played phenomenal, I believe, offensively for probably the best game we've seen from Bam so far in this series. And fitting it is that it was the last one as other guys such as Tyler Hero and Martin were actually getting double digits in points. However, Duncan Robinson, who was 0-5 from the field and specifically 0-5 from three, was an absolute goose egg of a performance, as I usually say so myself, as he literally got no points, no rebounds, no assists, and no steals, playing only about 12 and a half minutes in this one. However, Atlanta was real close in this one. As I said before, they win game five by only three points. And this was due to DeAndre Hunter and a high performance from him, shooting about 90% from the free throw and 52.4% from the field. And he gets himself 35 points and 11 rebounds. So he gets himself a double-double leading the way with 35 points. Trey Young, who has been ice cold throughout this entire series, thanks to the Miami Heat's defense. Only had 11 points in that one with six assists, so he wasn't really doing much, let alone shooting 2-12 and 12 from the field. That's about 16.7% overall from field goal. And the other cast of Atlanta was not doing much either. Gallinari himself had 12 points coming off the bench. Collins, 7 points. Herder, 12 and Herter was also having a much better night than majority of this Atlanta team. However, only shooting 55.6% from the field. So, behind this Atlanta team and DeAndre Hunter, trying to push back in the fourth quarter. They actually outscored the Heat by 8 in that fourth quarter. The last possession of the game for Atlanta, which could have possibly tied it to go to overtime, kind of summarized this entire series. An inbound pass straight to Gallinari in the corner. And he's getting double team. He has no chance. In four seconds that pass by, the buzzer sounds, and Atlanta doesn't even get a shot up. That is probably the story of this series. We're talking about a series where the Miami Heat's defense would not tolerate Trey Young in his game and would basically close out Trey from even getting a chance, let alone any other Atlanta player, to even get even a bite out from this Miami Heat team. So the Miami Heat win this one in five games and possibly one of the best things we look at from the series now. In game one, Miami Heat actually blow out the Atlanta squad with their a phenomenal defense, as I mentioned before, 115-91 in game one. Then game two was actually much more closer than the actual statistics tell you. This was a game that was going back and forth in the first and second quarter. Then Miami gets on a huge run in the third. And then at the last couple of minutes in the fourth, Jimmy Buckets, he gets hot. Jimmy Butler in that one ended up having a career playoff high of 45 points off of 39 minutes of play there. And probably the best game we've seen out of Jimmy Butler so far as a Miami Heat. And Kyle Lowry, he ends up going with only nine points in that one. Bam and Abayo with only nine points as well in that game too. So a majority of the starters 
in those first two games, they were they weren't really there offensively. A majority of the time, it was the Miami Heat's defense that was really picking up the pace in those first two games. Besides, of course, Jimmy Butler's 45, which we cannot say it's unnoticeably probably the best performance we've seen so far in the playoffs in this first round. And then we go into game three in Atlanta. I mean, they came back. They came back, back and forth, last second. They won that one 100-11 to 110 over the Miami Heat. And thanks to a Trey Young last-second floater inside the paint with about four seconds remaining. And this one was actually a game that was... I mean, it had somewhat of a storyline afterwards. You know, it's a 2-1 series, but the real storyline that came following that game was Kyle Lowry, who had a hamstring issue during that third quarter in that game three, which ended up becoming a hamstring strain, which is still on a timetable right now. So he was out for the remainder of that first round series as they take it to game four in the Miami Heat in game four, got back onto the pedestal and blew this team out again, but this time at home. My apologies, at Atlanta's home. They won that one, 110-86 over the Atlanta Hawks and Atlanta. And mind you, Atlanta, who had a phenomenal home record, and to give you an idea about that, from mid-January, they're 21-25 and of their last home games since mid-January. So this was an Atlanta team that does not lose at home much at all. At all. So that was a huge win to take a game in Atlanta, and then they ended up finishing it off in Game 5. And from the takeaways from this series, I think the biggest takeaway itself is that the Miami Heat defense is one of the best defense in the Eastern Conference, probably in the NBA. And it will definitely be something that teams will be having to look after for the future of the second round and even the Eastern Conference Finals, because I'm already calling it. The Miami Heat will most likely make the Eastern Conference Finals. No idea if they get past Milwaukee or Boston, but I guarantee you right now... Miami should take care of whoever comes out of the other side of the uh, the other side of the bracket, which is looking like Philly. However, Philadelphia, the 76ers have lost two straight against the Toronto Raptors, and it's possible. I mean, Doc Rivers right now he had a press conference the other day in front of the media of uh, Philadelphia and was talking about you know oh it happens you know I was on this team and that team and then team of the Clippers and Chris Paul we were up three one and we lost. So in reality, I don't know where that series is going to go, because it looks like Toronto is on the upper hand, besides them not having Fred Van Vliet. But Miami looks real solid right now. If even, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about right now? Like, three games were blowouts. Trey Young only had one game where he scored more than 20 points. I mean, come on. You're talking about Trey Young, the guy who was leading the NBA in points and assists total overall, who couldn't even get off close to his average in the regular season, let alone for the assist total, no rebounds. So that Miami Heat team is real. There's no denying that. And the funniest thing about all this is the fact that injuries actually played in for both squads. In the beginning of this series, Clint Compella wasn't there, so John Collins tried to take majority of the minutes and what he could ever, I mean, whatever possibly he could do offensively in the front court. However, as I said before, Bam Adebayo, phenomenal on defense this season as he has been in this playoffs. And... Miami going back and forth. They're playing more of a man defense here, kind of closing the lanes. And they really did stop this Atlanta squad as John Collins struggled to replace Clint Capella. And then the Miami Heat, midway through this series, losing Kyle Lowry. And not even that, Jimmy Butler with a right knee inflation. And that one is now currently a day-to-day process as they get set for their first game 
in the second round on Monday. So it'll be really interesting to see how this Miami team holds up with injuries. And of course, they were winning games still with the majority of their guys who are injured being those who are, you know, kind of the main pieces of that starting five that Miami has. Either that be Kyle Lowry, either that be Jimmy Butler, Bam, what have you. So it's the next it's the next man up mentality right now with Eric Spolstra on the Miami Heat as they hope to have Jimmy Butler at least, I mean, he, he might not be full 100% with a day-to-day injury, especially to the knee because the knee is a huge part, especially in the game of basketball, just because you're rebounding, you're going after guys, you're getting low on defense, and guys like Jimmy Butler, I mean, they're aggressive when they go to the basket and even do that fadeaway jumper mid-range. So it's going to be really questionable how Jimmy Butler is going to be able to battle on his injury day-to-day to see if it possibly even gets better going towards the Eastern Conference Finals if they do make it, which I do believe, at least. But the Miami Heat move on to the second round despite injuries late in that series. And I have to say, Victor Oladipo, he is phenomenal. And this, that entire Miami Heat team is riding on the Victor Oladipo train. I mean, he uplifts the team itself in reality He's not really the same guy that we saw in Orlando in the All-Star Victor Oladipo that we saw in Orlando nor the first couple of years during his tenure with the Indiana Pacers. But hey, I mean, 23 points in that one. He had a pretty decent game against Orlando in the last game of the regular season. Dropped 40 in that one. And I repeat that, 40. But at the same time, you know, game four, the Miami Heat won that one by big numbers. However, Victor Oladipo in his stat line only six points in that one, eight rebounds. And he was 30% from the field, shot three of 10 from the field overall. You know? And the other games in this series, he wasn't even playing on the court. So there's still a lot of questions right now with Victor Oladipo and how he's going to look like throughout this entire playoff. Because Jimmy might be, not be there the entire way in the second round. So how does that look like? Does Victor take a lot of those minutes up? And, it, and is he going to be able to actually produce? Right. Is Kyle Lowry even going to come back in this series in the second round and actually come out and help out with the backcourt with Victor Oladipo? Right. How does the starting lineup look like? Does it look like what we saw in game five? I mean, do they switch it up back and forth between Tyler Hero and Victor? So there's a lot of questions right now for that second round with the Miami Heat and at least rotation wise and to see if, even you know, Victor can perform. But of course, that has to be answered next week on Monday when they start their second round. And then for the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, Bogdanovich was not there for Game 5. He actually was out with illness. And of course, another season for Atlanta who, I have to say, surprised a lot of people. Last year, they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, surprised a lot of people, never had home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs last year. They ended up making it into the play-in tournament, beating out Cleveland and actually took a game away from this Miami Heat team, who, I mind you, is the number one team in the East. So, let alone, yeah, sure, you have to say it was kind of a disappointing end to a great season for Trey Young, who ended up getting locked down by this Miami Heat defense. But at the same time, DeAndre Hunter had a great series. No doubt in my mind about that. You know, Herder, he was out there doing his best. And plus, with the front court of Clint Capella being gone for the majority of the time and then Colin stepping into that role, it's a hard, real hard position to even improve in if you're missing a bunch of guys. So it was a great job from the Atlanta team who had a fight off adversity, and they actually did scrape a win in this series, which I honestly thought this was going to be a quick sweep. I thought out of all the teams out there in the NBA playoffs, at least for the Eastern Conference, 
I thought this would be a clean sweep, especially after seeing the first game. So I give my hats off to Atlanta and Trey Young, who has probably one of the best seasons in the NBA on a silent measure, just because I don't think a lot of people even talk about him in Atlanta just because of their winning record. But hats off to Atlanta and hats off to the Miami Heat for going into the second round of the NBA playoffs. And I mind you again, we're going to be having another episode as we usually do every single Friday. Uh, we usually have like a Monday, Friday thing where we go back and forth with the NBA, kind of review everything. I'm doing these playoff reviews just to give you everything that you missed out from every single playoff review and that we get to more, you know, important topics on Friday because I think the majority of the videos now and also for the podcast itself, if you're listening on Spotify, majority of the podcasts themselves are actually a huge chunk of what we saw from the week. So I'm trying to, you know, micro micronize it a little bit with these playoff reviews. So stay tuned for Friday when we'll go into more serious topics surrounding the NBA that are more, you know, identified on possibly Kevin Durant, maybe even Jordan Poole and what we saw from the most improved player award. We'll go into that on Friday. And then of course, make sure to look out for other playoff reviews for the first rounds as a majority of these series are getting rounded up. So I want to thank you again for joining the Courtside Podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode.